All right, of course, we're talking about sports here today, folks. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because, hey, they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of person who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Between football season, the MLB playoffs, and the start of the NBA and NHL seasons, it's time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. All you have to do is use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos. C-H-A-O-S. Critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey, folks, what's happening? Thanks for tuning in. Holy shit. What a night. Hey, Saturday night, I'm up very late, but I just got to watch Altuve walk off the game with a moonshot home run off the piece of shit Chapman. Call him a piece of shit. He's not a good person. You may, Some of you may not know this. You know, he's, he's dealt with child abuse, sexual assault, choking his girlfriend, punching her in the face. He is not a good person. And when Altuve hit that home run and people are tweeting out, oh, that's karma, Chapman. No, karma would be his ass in jail. Not getting paid a lot of money to play the game. But that's a different conversation. But holy shit, what a night of baseball. Of course, the Astros and the Nats. I, I have the Astros winning, but I've been... <laughs> saying the Nats were going to win the whole time or lose the entire time through the playoff. So I don't know. But seeing the Astros beat the fucking Yankees were fantastic. Oh, it's, it's just, if the Orioles can't be in it, if the, if somebody can knock the Yankees out right before the World Series, that makes it even better. Oh, well, the Orioles didn't even make the playoffs. It doesn't matter because all that matters, I sounded like The Rock right there. It doesn't matter. What matters is going to the World Series and winning it all. If you don't do that, who gives a shit? doesn't matter. So that whole bullshit of, well, at least we got to see our team play in the play. doesn't matter. Did they win the whole thing? No. Well, then shut up and watch whatever team's in the World Series. It's not yours. So it's fantastic. Jose Altuve, one of the best baseball players I have ever Seeing the game, just a great human being, great player. Oh, man, when LeMahieu hit that ninth inning game-tying home run in the ninth inning, it's a tight 4-4. I'm thinking, you got to be shitting me. And I live next door to Yankee fans, and I can hear them jumping up, hooting and hollering. Ah, It was tempting to yell at my window, you know, shut the fuck up. But, you know, you don't want any drama between the neighbors. You know what that is. Let them have their moment. Doesn't matter. When Altuve hit that home run, it wasn't one of those, you know, where Joe Buck looking up, warning track, back at the wall, Astros to the World Series. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like Joe Buck. He doesn't bother me. I don't hate the guy. I've mentioned it before. I laugh about how 
people just the whole game will not tweet about what's happening in the game. They'll just shit all over Joe Buck, whether it's football or baseball. And I know he doesn't exactly bring uh, a strong energy to the game when he's calling games and big plays. Maybe that's why a lot of people don't like him. But even when Altuve hit that home run, you know, it's just oh, Altuve, left field home run, Astros to the World Series. All right, John, good to calling games with you. See you next year. Come on, Joe Buck, you're a pro here. But the Astros are, are just an absolutely ridiculous team. And Mike Elias, if you're an Orioles fan, you should be pretty excited about this. Mike Elias is responsible a little bit. Get some credit, obviously, uh, with the Astros going to the World Series twice in three years. And Mark Teixeira said that the 2019 Astros is the best team in 25 years he's seen. And they are fucking ridiculous. I mean, every stat that you see on offense and defense, if they're not number one, they're at least in the top five. Obviously, with the most wins, 107 wins. The Astros became the first team in history to go through an entire season without issuing an intentional walk. The 2018 Astros were already the record holder with just four free passes allowed, but this year's team just decided to go, ah, fuck it, we're not doing that anymore, and they went 107. They racked up 1,671 strikeouts on the season. That wasn't just a league-leading total, it says right here. I'm just reading this. It was the second-best total for a team in history, just 16 behind. That's right, the 2018 Astros. The Astros lineup also posted a 495 slugging percentage. <laughs> they're fucking, they're a good team. You got the one-two punch, Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole. I'm sorry, but every time I think of Justin Verlander, I can't stop thinking about Kate Upton. It ruins it for me. Justin Verlander, one of the greatest pitchers. You know, someone's talking to me about him. Oh, yeah, the guy married to uh, Kate Upton. I'm sorry, but when those photos leaked out, that was fantastic. And I don't mean to bring a little perversion here to the podcast, but come on. I'm sure you heard about that. Anyone who says, yeah, 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 I heard about that. I, you know, I, I didn't take a look at it because that, that's kind of creepy looking at someone else's wife. Shut the fuck up. You looked at it. If you knew about it, you looked at it. When someone said the words, Kate Upton nude photos are on the Internet, don't tell me you're like, ah, come on, guys. Come on. You know, you wouldn't want anyone to see your wife naked. Shut up. You looked at it. But anyway, get back on track here. Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander. It's gonna. I'm. I'm excited that I continue. That I'm gonna be able to continue to watch these guys play baseball. And uh, you know, here I go again, saying the Nats are gonna lose. I do think the Astros are are again one of the best teams, like Mark Teixeira said, that we've seen in a really, really, really long time. But man, what a series! And the Astros Stadium was just thumping. I mean, thumping. Camden Yards was like that, too, when the Orioles were playing in, in October baseball. You know, being an Orioles fan, you feel like you have a little connection with the Astros. I know that might sound a little douchey because of Michael Elias is now with the Orioles. He's the one who took a lot of credit with the Astros. Now he's trying to do the same thing he did with the Astros on the Orioles. So, yeah, have a little connection. I think that's why I was really rooting for the Astros because we're all pals here. We're rooting for you. You're rooting for us. So that'll be fun. Going to continue to watch that. Again, I just feel the Astros are going to beat the Nats. I know I've said that since the wild card game of the Nats versus the Brewers. But fuck it. <laughs> I think they're going to lose. 
Now, it's funny with the Yankees playing the Astros. Now, the Astros are like the New England Patriots of baseball. You know, over the years, a lot of people have been suspicious about them for cheating. And, you know, in game one, the game that the Yankees won 7 to nothing, they were complaining because they suspected the Astros used a whistling sound from their dugout way to convey signs to hitters. Uh, apparently, MLB investigated and found the Astros did not engage in any activities. Bah, 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 bah. So the Yankees won 7 to nothing, and they're going to complain. They're yelling back and forth across the dugout, apparently. I didn't know any about anything about this, though, after the game. You know, it's not like the camera showed them shouting back and forth. The Yan- Yan- Yankees are saying, hey, knock that shit off. Astros are holding their middle finger up like, we're not doing shit. Shut up. But again, for, for many years around the league, there's always been suspicion attached to the Astros about sign stealing. Now, stealing signs are not against the rules in baseball. Maybe an unwritten rule, maybe not even that. I mean, it's, it's obviously frowned upon. <laughs> if you're the team that you feel the other team is stealing the signs from, yeah, you're going to get pissed off. Maybe you'll pull a move like the 1951 New York Giants did. They used a telescope and a buzzer to steal signs from the scoreboard in center field at the Polo Grounds. What else I got here? I was just skimming through something. Oh, yeah, of course, 2017 Red Sox using the Apple Watch to transmit information. What is it with those New England-Boston teams? I guess that's saying if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? So hats off to the Astros. Oh, fantastic. Chapman, you piece of shit. When the camera showed Chapman with that little smirk on his face after Altuve hit the home run, it just you know made you hate him even more. But what's he going to do? He just gave a walk-off home run to go to the World Series. It's not, you know, I think he was in shock like everybody else. But it was fun watching those two battle. It definitely was the two best teams in the American League playing. And I know that's a cliche thing to say, if not all of baseball in 2019. Yankees versus Astros. It's just how it was. It's really funny to see how many people hate the Yankees, hate their fans, hate everything. Now, I'm not talking about just Red Sox fans and Orioles fans. Everybody. I mean, you go on Twitter when the Yankees are playing, everybody hates them. You only like the Yankees unless you're a Yankees fan. Other than that, nobody fucking likes you guys. It's like uh, every sport. There's that one team that everybody hates. And in baseball, it's the Yankees. Now, it was very fun watching these guys play. Now, game four, I, I didn't get to see much of the games. I did watch some uh, the game four with Granky. I turned it on. He walked in the first run. It's like, what the hell just happened? He settled down. You know, the Yankees are up. They're all cheering. Oh, it was wonderful seeing the Yankee fans just crumble with Springer hitting that three-run home run. Obviously, they win. They hit a couple home runs like that. Oh, it's fantastic. Nothing like the Yankee fans getting all crazed up and then their dreams are shattered. And the cameras, they just find the most depressed Yankees fan in the crowd. Fantastic. Loved it. So I didn't get to watch much, but I did watch, obviously, tonight, Saturday, to see Altuve's walk-off. Oh, so many good plays. I mean, when you watch great teams play in the playoffs, (laughs) you watch a team like the Orioles through the whole year, you sit there and you go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a reason why uh, these guys are playing for the World Series. But uh, speaking of the Orioles, not too much happening out there. I never thought I'd be tired of seeing articles titled, John Means was a great surprise this season. 
I don't know. We get it. I love John Means. You love John Means. He did great, but I'm still seeing people write articles about how great John Means was. Look, if you write for the Orioles and you have an Orioles podcast, there's only so much you can do. I mean, at least with my podcast, shit, if I want to talk about... Uh, uh, but when you are somebody who is paid to only write about the Orioles, you're kind of handcuffed. John Means was a great surprise. John Means surprised everybody. John Means was a pleasant surprise. It's like, all right, we like ourselves some John Means. You know what else I like? Making sure I'm given 100% in the bedroom. That's right. Here we go again. BlueChew.com. Guys, if you haven't done it yet, what are you waiting for? I know some of you are saying, oh, well, hey, Nate, you know, I always give 100%. I don't need that. If there's ever a chance that you have to make sure that your significant other is 100% satisfied, why not take advantage of it? Head over to BlueChew.com. It's the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. You're familiar with that, I'm sure. Viagra, Cialis, we've seen the commercials. Well, you don't have to go on the doctors. You don't have to sit down and have that awkward conversation about, you know, hey, I want a little something, or, hey, it's just not working, I need a pill. You don't. You can skip all of that because all you have to do is go bluechew.com. Again, that's bluechew.com. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. And again, no doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. So right now, I've got a special deal for my listeners. BlueChew.com, get your first shipment free. All you have to do is use promo code ARMCHAIR, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, and then just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR. Blue Chew, it's better, cheaper, faster choice, and I thank them for sponsoring this podcast. But uh, there is some good news with the Orioles, some prospects pitching well in the Arizona Fall League. We got Dean Kremer, part of the Manny Machado trade. He struck out 17 batters the other day in 14, or 17 batters so far. Let's try that again, you idiot. I'm so pumped up over that Houston New York game, I can't even focus. Uh, Dean Kremer was he struck out 17 batters, 14 innings with a 129 ERA over five outings. That makes more sense. Alex Wells, 12 strikeouts, 11 innings, 0.770 ERA. So there you have it. Some good news. Orioles pitching. Uh, last week I was talking about what happened here. Who was it who reached? I think it was my mom. I forgot how I even brought this up. Taking a dump on route 40, blaming shit on alcohol. Oh, yeah, I was talking about that pitcher on the Brewers in the minor leagues who got arrested for trying to break into somebody's house, crawling through a fucking doggy door because he was drunk. And I told a story about, you know, how I took a dump on Route 40. I was young, drunk, and you can blame a lot of shit on alcohol, which you can. Now, there's a lot of shit that you can't blame on alcohol. Like, if I'm wasted, wasted drunk, I know not to shoot somebody. I know not to get in a car. I know that you can't do something to somebody else and put them in danger. I get it. I'm just saying sometimes we do some stupid shit. Like sometimes we hook up with people that we probably shouldn't have. But, you know, I've had issues like that with alcohol. I wake up the next morning. She's cross-eyed with a unibrow. And I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do? My point. What the hell is my point? What am I? Oh, yeah. So 
as I was talking about some stupid shit on last episode that I did when I was young and drunk, of course, the problem is when you have a podcast and you have friends and family, or no, just family, find out about it. Oh, that's 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 neat. You know, your aunt, your mom, what is it, a podcast? Ooh, how can I tune in? And of course, you know, my mom tunes in to the one talking about the uh, taking a dump. Getting all wasted at the age of 15. She's writing in. I'd explain, you know, shit to my mom. Look, hey, come on. We all did crazy shit when we were kids. So that was kind of embarrassing. She's like, you know, your aunt so-and-so tuned in as well. So that was fun. All right, what I had a couple things I wanted to get to with you guys. Here again, you know, I still want to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I want to hear some time, some moments that you've had at Camden Yard, some experiences that were shocking, happy, sad. You were scared. Something happened on the way to the car. Something happened on the way there. Uh, that's when you met your wife or your husband. Whatever it is, I'd love to hear from you. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Something that made you cry. You know, a moment in baseball. Because sports does make you cry. I've cried before. And Dan Connolly tweeted out the other day about the last sporting event that made him cry. But when I hear about sporting events and cry, like I've never cried because my favorite team lost. That's never happened. I've been very angry. I've been so angry my face is red and my chest tightens up, which is not a healthy thing. You know, the older I get, the more I'm thinking to myself, maybe I should take a step back with sports because they bring a lot of stress. Even when you win. When your favorite team wins, when the Orioles win in the bottom of the ninth walk-off, when the Ravens win with a Justin Tucker 50-yard field goal, and you're happy, that 59 minutes leading up to that Raven Justin Tucker kick, stressful. Just all-day stress with the Orioles. That's great that they won. I'm glad that there is a walk-off. I'm glad they made the big play, and now you're happy. But leading up to that, stress. I shouldn't have tightness in my chest because I'm watching sports, but that happens. So when I think of crying, I don't think of any, there's no moments that I've had. Well, actually, when I was, what was I, about nine years old, the Buffalo Bills playing the New York Giants when Norwood missed that kick in the, uh, in the, uh, yeah, that was the Super Bowl against the Giants. When he missed that kick and the Giants won and the Bills lost, I cried. Only for a couple minutes, but that was because my one of my best friends was over my house and he was a diehard Giants fan and we were talking shit to each other the whole game. And I thought I was going to be able to stick my finger in his face and, and make fun of him that whole rest of the week at school. It made me cry because I'm like, son of a bitch. I can't talk shit. I'm going to be getting shit talked to all week in school because I was bragging to everybody about how the Bills are going to win. It just all the emotions sent me. So that was the only time I cried when a bad moment happened. But for a good moment, there was two times I can remember in like the past 10 years where my eyes either watered up, actually three times, or a tear just came down and I, and I was getting choked up. Uh, first one, obviously, dumb and young. I didn't, I, I got very emotional. My eyes watered up because I was so excited, but I, I, I didn't like break down. Again, you have so much emotion, so much anxiety. Every You just have everything invested in these games and when you finally win you're just mentally busted down you're just exhausted you're tired you just want to go to bed and go to bed happy 
And when the Ravens beat the Broncos in 2012, I think 99.99% of people around the world had the Broncos winning, even me. But when the Ravens won, I was so drained and exhausted. And my wife and I were hugging each other. She's a huge sports fan as well. I married into Raven tickets. I've told that story before. It's why it's first night I met her and she told me she's a, Raven, uh, a season ticket holder. I got down on one knee also because she was a fucking knockout. Or she is a knockout. <laughs> was a knockout. Easy there, Tiger. She is a knockout. I was like, man, this girl I need to spend some time with. So, yeah, my eyes started watering up. I, I started crying a little bit. I was so happy running around the yard, up and down the street, screaming with the neighbors. It was just it was exciting. The other one where I got a little emotional, I started watering up. I don't know if the tear, if there was a tear that ran down, but in, and I've told this story before as well, 2012, 2012 was a big year uh, for me as a sports fan because 2012 is when the Orioles were back, baby, 14 years of losing. It was September playing the Yankees. We were a half game behind them. We won that night, went up a half game ahead of them. The Orioles uh, hit three home runs in the eighth inning to go up against the Yankees, and then we won. I just remember it, it, Camden Yards was sold out. The place was thumping. Chris Davis, I remember he hit the third home run in the inning. Everybody hugging each other. It was fantastic. I was looking around the stadium, and I got emotional because for 14 years in Baltimore, being an Orioles fan, we didn't have this. It was a long time. It got me choked up. Also, because I was finally, I was happy that the Orioles were competitive again. That it was sold out crowds. That, you know, it you forgot what it sounds like when Camden Yards is sold out and the crowd is going nuts. You for, Look, I get opening day, it's sold out and people get excited. It just doesn't have that same feel. But when you're fighting for the playoffs, you're fighting for the, for the division, 14 years of a fucked up drought. That was fantastic. But being a diehard sports fan, we're a different breed. Somebody who doesn't like sports, you tell them that you got emotional and and you started crying over a win, they look at you like a mental patient. You just, people don't understand it. Sometimes I wish I was born to not give a shit about sports. You know, on those really bad losses, Orioles losing the ninth, Ravens losing at the last minute, that pain, that hurt. It's not like you can turn the TV off and shrug your shoulders and go, ah, well, <laughs> we'll get them next week. It's that pain. It's the same pain as you got dumped. If you're not a sports fan, you don't understand. What do you mean? How can you say it's the same feeling as when a loved one leaves you or something? I don't, I can't explain it. But when, when, when you're devastated, you can't just walk it off. And that's why I say sometimes I wish I was born not to give a shit about sports. <laughs> it's because sports has taken, I'm sure, many years off my life. <laughs> so those are some of the times I'd love to hear from you guys. Any moments that made you cry, whether it was sad or happy. I'd love to hear from someone. You know, hey, I'm uh, Mike. I'm 33 years old. Last year I cried when the Orioles lost. I won't judge you. We're a judge-free zone here on this podcast. I'd love to hear from you. I don't think I've ever cried because I was so upset. It's always been happy tears. Crying, you know, I just punch holes in drywall and throw shit. Although I don't do that, that many years ago. Now, I, you know, you just have that pain in, in, in your chest. And, and when you wake up the next morning and you got to go to work, you still have that sad chest pain. <laughs> it's, 
fucking sport fans. We're a mess. Speaking of for, sport fans, um, it was kind of funny. Something I stumbled. Actually, somebody sent me this. This, what it showed in 2019, what I've got here. It's like from covers.com or something like that. It has all 30 teams. If you're, I don't know why you would do this, but it, but looking at the money that you would make at the end of the year, I guess the investment would make sense, especially if you're an Oakland A's fan. So every game, every game, let's say that the Orioles will start off right off the bat with them. So those 54 wins that the Orioles had, maybe the odds were set against them so much that when they won, the money that you made <laughs> helped you out more than when you lost the other games. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, if not, I, I mean, I'm making sense here. But either way, so the Orioles. So if you put $100 down every game that the Orioles were going to win, you would be down $1,608. All right, so maybe the odds weren't so far against the other team that you would have been making a shit ton of money. But the Oakland A's, they were 97-65. and 65. Apparently the odds were against them a good amount because you'd be up $1,900. Now, the Dodgers, your L.A. Dodgers, uh, they had 106 wins. So you're thinking, all right, so if I put $100 down on them every game, I should feel like I have a good amount of money in my bank account now, right? No. The answer would be you'd be down $347. Again, obviously, it has to do with the odds. Who else we got here? I'm trying to see somebody who really stands out. Well, the Yankees, 103 I was surprised about this. You'd be up $2,437 if you bet $100 every game on them. Uh, who else stands out? The the Nats. Okay, you'd be up $1,780. All right, Tampa Bay Rays. They won 96 games, so I'm thinking, all right, those 96 games, not there had to be some good odds that they were not going to win. So you'd be up, right? No. If you bet $100 a game, you'd be down $1,223 betting, against, betting on the Tampa Bay Rays. That kind of shocked me because I didn't think the Rays came in flying colors with the odds. Seattle Mariners, you'd be down $1,104. So it looks like the team that would have really fucked you here. Let's see. Who do we got? Oh, it, it's actually the Red Sox. So they had a winning record, 84-78. and 78. But you'd be down $3,624. <laughs> the team right under them is the Tigers. You'd have been down $3,165 at the end of the season, betting $100. I'm trying to see if there's anybody else. Hey, there you go, the Mets. You would have been up $29 at the end of the season. Who else we got? The Diamondbacks, you'd be up $1,400. Anybody else that you'd... Uh, uh, the Pirates, No. You'd be down 2,200. I thought it said you'd be up. Like, how the hell did that happen? Other than that, uh, what about the uh, Royals? You'd be down 1,370. Indians, you'd only be up $618. So thinking that, you know, just because they're good and you put money on them all, all year, every year, you could be down. Like the Dodgers, $347 at the bottom. Again, I love to hear from you guys. There's a lot I still want to do pertaining to this year. Hey, hey, if there's a player out there that you just hate and you'd like to share, most hated players still doing that. Love to hear of any experiences that you guys had. The last one I've had was a guy who took acid <laughs> in Camden Yards. That was a couple weeks ago. That was fantastic. <laughs> took some acid and went and watched a game, and he got lost for two hours. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> 
So the Astros versus the Washington Nationals coming up. We'll be talking about that next week. Of course, Actually, uh, next week I'm going to be out of town, going to be out of the country. So we'll have to do it when I get back. So that's what I mean. I- I'm really trying here to do this uh, uh, year-round. Like I did last year when the season was over, I was over, but then we started back up in like February. I'm trying not to do that. So hang with me, folks. Hang with me. There's going to be some weeks that go by during the offseason, but hang with me. All right, again, I'd love to hear from you guys. Reach out to me on Twitter as well, at Full Count Chaos. Facebook, Instagram, FullCountChaos.com. Like I say every week, all the good shit. Till next time, see